one, and we're live. GM, GM. Good morning. Happy Christmas. Monday. GM. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. Are we? Are we pre-rich? Yeah. It's looking like it. It's coming soon. What is that in your background, Denton? I hear like uh. Your planer. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like you got like uh, uh, a couple days. Kind of. Couple days. Yeah, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty rich. I I forgot that we were going to zero two days ago. It's really funny how sentiment shifts in the the group chats. It's like literally oh, yeah. three days ago, everyone was like, everything looks so bad, dude. Coins look like dog shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna go like. I don't know. Find find a new hobby. Actually, look at Bitcoin right now. <laughs> it's retesting thirty one k just right now. Yeah, yeah, thirty thousand nine hundred twenty three now eight ninety seven. I think yeah. um I think I saw this on CNBC this morning that uh the Dow is now uh, it's now in the negative for the year. And Bitcoin's what uh, almost like a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were predicting bad things for today, actually, in stocks. But uh... no, I mean the Dow's down for fourth straight day in a row. But it's because people are selling off the U.S. Treasuries right now. Like it's not looking good for the dollar. Um, not looking good, bro. Max Payne is up. And they hate to see it. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's not looking good for uh, finding a two-front war. It's not looking good for oil. It's uh, Chevron announced like another fifty billion dollar deal this morning. They're take they bought a they bought a, a U.S. shell producer. Um, Exxon, I don't know. I think last week announced that they bought like a sixty billion dollar deal on a U.S. shell producer. All the massive oil oil companies are positioning for U.S. shell. So what that makes me think is they are pretty much the insight and information that they have on hand is that the Middle East uh, situation is not going to get better. And so to start to position for U.S. shell production, right? Because U.S. the U.S. technically, if we have our all of the shell situations running, uh, we produce more than um, more than Saudi Arabia. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. How does Gaza affect oil? Side, side note, side note. Um. But yeah, I mean that all is pretty bad for the dollar. Um, well, it's D Denton, bad for inflation. Same way, bad for same way Afghanistan uh, had something to do with 9/11. That's <laughs> how. <laughs> 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 um, do you think this this rally for ETH is just uh, the bear whale getting hunted? Oh yeah, dude. We, we like that narrative was definitely like discussed yesterday. Um, it's funny to see people like well, talking about it so much now and, and the time dilation. So like, the we've been talking about this for like we've really been talking about this guy for like one, two months, I feel like. And oh, like right now the Yeah, it's been I, I forgot when uh a name like, I will not disclose you. reached out to us about some of those uh accounts. Yeah. Some of those accounts, yeah. And when we start we first got put onto this guy. We'll call him this guy. Uh, 
But now you see all of CT talking about like the last like two weeks, week and a half. And it's because framework, Vantum Framework started yeah. talking about it. Yeah, I know. Um, and then Andrew yesterday was talking about it. Um, but yeah, we've been talking about it on the Marty spaces since like June. Time dilation is real. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, get, uh, good. These big accounts get to finally see it this late in the game, but like it's been crazy because like BTC pumps and then the ETH BTC ratio goes to shit. And then last night we saw a complete inverse, right? So E starts pumping, BTC is not doing anything. It starts to uh, BTC goes in the other direction. Then this morning it's complete opposite again. ETH BTC is moving a lot right now. 2% yeah. in either direction swings intraday. But it is still doing, I mean, ETH is doing bad compared to the last time BTC was above 30K. It's like $200 lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that ratio is moved, but that what like you can see how illiquid the market yeah, yeah, is right yeah. now. That like that ratio can get can get pushed around, beaten up like pretty quickly. Imagine if you had guys, options but... on the ratio. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on that. Yeah, there's um, actually a pool I think that uh, was deployed. It's just that the uh, yeah you, know, you got to add um, implied volatility into the strike price calculation because it's like trading at like. 0 0.05, 0 0.1, 0 0.15. So the, the gap between strike prices is way too large, right? Yeah. It needs to be like 0 0.45, 0 0.05, 0 0.055, 0 0.06. You know what I mean? It needs to be a much more smaller increment. So we're, it's, on the, it's on the short list. Mm -hmm. We can yeah. do uh, stable markets. So the USDC, mm -hmm. USDT to USDC stuff. I, oh. uh, I, 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 we can. I, I was premia can again not financial advice so this is your first time listening we work for premia so if we talk about premia you know why um yeah premia I, I was playing around and uh i saw we could create some pretty interesting markets just from yeah. the uh tokens that are currently available you support 30 different tokens itself and you can chain any of them together right so um i was going to make a well i almost made stable coin markets yesterday and then i then i remembered um, the ratio is going to be strike, like 0.9 yeah, yeah. 1.1 on the strike price interval so. yeah yeah and so that wouldn't be very good for me um then i saw that we have the ability to make a dpx uh usdce our die market so i thought about doing that but then i i paused myself um and i just played around with uh i decided i'd go and i'd, I'd test out the claiming of premium options because you know what market would i love to see more than our own up in live and uh claim went well so soon tm you've got some uh premium option liquidity mining rewards that are available you'll, you'll be able to claim those soon seem to work uh work well unless i unless i'm the culprit who broke this site <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk about some social fi stuff. We we've put a lot of focus on friend tech in the past. There's a new one that's coming out called Cipher. Well, it's already been out. I apologize. It's been out on Arbitrum. Got a little uh, a little attention at the beginning of launch from some of the Arbitrum people and uh, uh, their token launch. I think airdrop is today. So it's been getting a little <clears throat> getting a little talk and a little hype in smaller circles on CT. I got to say, I'm just, I'm not bullish for that kind of stuff. Uh, it's nothing against the people building them. Uh, 
know, SocialFi just is like, I don't philosophically align with the current like form of SocialFi. Um, so it's hard for me to, uh, I'm all for you being in the arena, trying shit out, but uh, it's hard for me to feel that using those products is more valuable use of my time than a plethora of other things. Yeah, so I, like I, a group chat. So I haven't done any social file until Cipher. So I've still never signed up for Friend Tech. I've never signed up for Stars Arena or any of that jazz. And then when Cipher came around, uh oh, uh oh. Um, because it's Arbitrum, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll do this one because it's Arbitrum. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, like so, I, so true to know, his core. So true to his beliefs. He will not use anything not on Arbitrum. No, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm bull, 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 dude. DK the delicate. Um, and so I used it, and. <clears throat> I uh, I'm down like three ETH on it, right? I like bought I bought like the founders, I bought the the, the founder dev guys, I bought um, okay, uh, Bergies. I bought. Did L make it? Did from Party uh, Hat down? If he did, he oh, I don't think he's not one of the devs. Okay, good, good. Um, I, I had a bunch, I, I knew how to, how to play the game at the beginning and I was doing pretty well. And then, well, I'm no longer, uh, <laughs> down three ETH, right? My portfolio, let me see what my portfolio value is. Um, I, I mean, I guess I'm not down that much. I'm only down about one ETH right now. How's Frantic doing, Cozy? Seems like people are getting a little bit exhausted, uh, to be honest. Um, for me, it's hard to stay consistent because I just like, I have so much other shit that I do and that I'm doing that um, to divert my time to another social media app is just like super hard to, to make it a habit. Or it's a time sink like, for sure. It's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. That's all and, it is. And that's the biggest thing. It's a distract. It's a distraction. And like, in, I don't know, my current like life, I I try to choose my distractions wisely. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna dump any of my own keys. I, I'd let everyone exit if they were going to first. But, um. Yeah, I'm just like for me, it's just something hard to to stay on top of, and and that like the way I just said that is probably the the biggest problem, right? It's something that I feel like I need to stay on top of, and I shouldn't feel like I have to stay on top of something, because you feel like an obligation to your key holders that you have to provide some kind of value, and uh, and it's like you don't want to have to like show up just because someone paid like for something for some service or some alpha, you know, they paid for some reason. Maybe it's just cause they like you, you know, like I just bought uh, keys of people that, that are yeah. smaller accounts that like I like, or I interact with, you know, so it was just like supporting one of my favorite artists or uh, supporting some like tiny person that didn't have anyone who had bought them and asked me on Twitter. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but you know, I, I only, I, I only bought some like higher value accounts in the beginning 
And I just, after I did it, you know, kind of got psyops into doing it. I was like, why am I doing this? I talk to these motherfuckers like in telegram every day or in on Twitter, like in our own group chat. Why am I like buying, paying money to talk to them or have access to them when I have their fucking like in real life phone number? I don't need to like, no, nah, I mean, to them. the way I see it but is I, more like, trust me, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, like, like squad wealth type stuff, you know, like it's fun to yeah, buy yeah, your yeah. friend's keys. That's the only reason I did it. Cause I'm like, okay, stoic, Bergie, like I'm in here buying their keys. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Um, I bought like dinglings at like one ETH. It's at 0.05 ETH right now. So <laughs> I got, I got burned on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I got burned on some in the beginning. Um, not those more, more speculating on like the bigger accounts from outside um, that I lost some money on, but I don't care. Like I only sent over money that I was willing to like burn to zero trying things in the arena. Sure. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think um, either some new like novel feature comes out that like uh, retains and gains like more attention to keep people up or uh you know people just get tired and they they go on to doing other things um maybe there the are some people app, that have the killer app is just not out yet no but the thing, no the thing is like this is all just like from the experience that i have in the rooms that like i part i'm participating in or was participating in or the people I know who are really active that I talk to kind of on a regular basis. Now there, that being said, I know other people that are still balls to the wall. Like they run incentives through their thing. They run like, you know, uh, they, they give alpha through like, um, analyst notes of like their top, you know, key holders channels and or the top holder, sorry, the top keys, that they hold rooms to their holders uh, and they try to provide like a lot of value in a service um, that, you know, like a paid group service, but um, I guess paid groups, less yeah. on, yeah, you know, but it's like, it's less on the chart trading. Yeah. And it's so more, I have a question about that. And it's more on like alpha, like sharing. I, I like it, I like it in access. comparison to normal paid groups regardless of what they cover in their paid groups. So what do you think is the actual benefit over having your own private paid group for the type of people that would do this? The main the benefit it, is optics. Early, you know, get the benefit on the upside of your, of your, that the value that you create, whereas a paid group, you get to extract everything. Yeah. Yeah. Paid group, the, the, the customer doesn't have an opportunity to make any money off of the success of your group outside of taking the risk of copying your trades or, you know, performing the steps in the, the trading strategy that has been provided. But in a, in a system like friend tech, if they are popular and they are trading, uh, um, they are trading well, then more people, you know, theoretically would want to buy their keys, push the value of it up and, you know, any one of those people can then exit uh, at a profit as well as whatever profit they made while in the group. But so the downside of that is a paid group would always be like $20 a month, but this ends up being like $3,000 just to enter chat. If you're late, if yeah. you're, if you're, you know, if you're not but, early. But it's only yeah. like a hundred keys to get to like a few weeks. It's the, 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 the curve is bad, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree that there could be um, ways to improve, uh, you know, obviously on the creator like level. Yeah, being able to optimize the curve. Go ahead. I think smaller groups are better for that kind of stuff rather than like a super wide distribution. Um, I think providing a lot of value to a smaller number of users and then them having the ability to speculate on that value is a lot more is a lot more healthy than scam paid groups that have wide distribution, right? And then you pay for them and then you you find that you know you you just spent three thousand dollars a month on a paid group in which that you did realize a hundred dollars worth of value. Whereas with yeah. with some of this, you can be like you know who holds some people's um, keys and so that you can be like okay well these people unless there's like collusion these people obviously value this at this amount so that they're probably gaining a benefit in, in more than that or at least they're speculating that they're going to gain a benefit in more than that value so i, yeah, I like there's a good the external mechanism. factor yeah the external factor i think is nice rather than you know you do one month paid group you don't get your value you already lost three grand i guess it also gives you as, as like a pleb it gives you a direct line of communication to a quote-unquote celebrity and he kind of has to respond to you. I mean, yeah, I have a slight rebuttal to it now. Nell said, yeah. in a free-to-connect world, only crypto bro build a pay-to-connect world. <clears throat> and uh, I, I would actually disagree that we live in a free-to-connect world. Uh, everything that you connect to, um, it costs you money. Just, just to connect, you're paying money, right? Like you're paying a monthly service fee just to have access to connect. Unless you you know are using public infrastructure at Starbucks, uh, a library or something like that, um, and then when you go from there, um, outside of just browsing, which we could say like your your uh, the analytics, all your metadata and stuff is being sold and shared, being tracked. Um, so depending on how you value that, you know you're paying to to connect every site that you view. Um, if you want to watch anything. You know, you're paying for that, uh, whether it's through a streaming service or, again, like YouTube, looking at your preferences and then serving you advertisement. Um, so I, I don't see any way that we anywhere that we don't we aren't paying right now. It's just that people don't interpret it as that they're paying. They they don't value their their own data, their own privacy, uh, things like that, which is a whole like different conversation and issue. Um, but I think that like you know, kind of what you're getting more, how you were thinking was like, um, that like only in a, in a world where like communication and like data sharing, you know, is is technically free. You can like look up anything, um, that like we choose to like create these ways to pay, to get access to information. And, and I would argue that like most people don't value their, the information they have or their time so they they stretch themselves out and they exhaust themselves by trying to give everything away for free or give their time away for free um and the only there are very few industries that capitalize on the fact that your time is actually valuable and that time is money and uh, i talk about this a lot because i actually like uh, i envy them and i wish that more of the world worked this way because um, you would find that, you know, with the people that you're communicating with on a daily basis, it's free to talk with them because you'd just be exchanging value back to one another. But for the people that are a drain on your time, it would be profitable for you to uh, 
spend time having to listen to them or, or deal with them, or they just would not interact with you anymore and they would save you your time because it would be costly for them. You know, it'd be a, a, a high, <laughs> too high of a signal to noise ratio to them and too much noise for you. Uh, and like the only industry that really capitalizes this is like lawyers, right? Like you pay a lawyer for their upfront fee and then you're billed by the hour. You're charged for your time through them. We need more of that. Dude, friend text for lawyers? Not, not I mean, I, I, I was I talking about it a few episodes ago, but, but yeah, dude, I, I, I used to love this app called Dimely that uh, an old friend of ours named Jack had created where people could call you, but in order to call you, they had to, they had to deposit Bitcoin into a channel and it was like a meter, you know, and it would like run off and withdraw the amounts as they went down in their time. So you could set how much your your time is worth per minute and people could call you and and take up that time. But it was, you know, it metered them. So uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought it was, uh, you know, for especially when let's say you're in a position where you're getting pitch shit all day long. Um, be a good way to filter out the bad pitches or the pitches that are well capitalized and really shitty products. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so those are my thoughts. Yeah, on uh, Frontex, Socialify, and that kind of stuff, and Cipher. I won't be. I. I. You probably will not see me on Cipher. Not even claim my account. Um. Not yet. No, I have too much shit to do. Even just our talk before this, just making sure that those things are in line. I don't have yeah. time to be on fucking trying out new yeah. Socialify shit. Yeah, I tried it for two nights. I probably spent three hours both nights, and I'm like, wow, this is a great waste of time, but I don't have three hours to, to cry. Three hours, to, three hours to lose 6K, you know? I don't have that time. <laughs> Dude, I just saw um, <clears throat> earlier this morning something really crazy. Uh, this medical doctor pled guilty to paying a darknet killer in Bitcoin to murder his girlfriend. Transferred 8K worth of Bitcoin three times, once to the wrong address. <laughs> and then the FBI found out, protected his girlfriend, and arrested this guy. <clears throat> I didn't yeah, know no, that, that like the dark don't web was. I, I bring this up because uh, in my like suggested YouTube videos yesterday night, I always like will put on some YouTube stuff to fall asleep to. And uh, just like numb... numb uh numb get numb to it to fall asleep um and last night one of the things i saw was uh like a, about the dark web quote unquote the dark web king and i'm like well ross albrecht's already in jail and that's not a picture of uh ross holbrick so i wonder who they're talking about and it was from like a month ago um so it had the dark web like in my head like oh people are like still like actively buying things and like doing stuff there <laughs> I'm like so out of the loop because I haven't been doing anything on the dark web and like uh I've, all honey like, I don't know. Now. Yeah, yeah, like just everything's run by feds. Like why would you do anything on the dark you know web that anymore? The onion sites have been essentially like a large a lot of the massive ones have been like consistently under DDoS, so like even the legit ones you couldn't get to. And so they had been like working for like I don't know, three to six months on some sort of 
upgrade and a lot of the darknet markets move to um like a, a peer-to-peer uh based um, system that is less tor and more private peer-to-peer um yeah. by hosting which it seems like that's the direction that a lot of the the darknet is going to go um but then i think tor introduced i think it's called like snowflake or starburst or something like this but it essentially is is a more um a it's a little bit more private centric in terms of the you know the the tour if you if you own the exit relays then you can you stitch everything back together um that it's it's kind of a i think a mix between the two so we'll see if tour kind of comes back because tour is a little bit easier i think to use in the BitTorrent based um uh privacy site hosting dark web stuff but Let's see. Speaking of crime, though, have you guys been following the Genesis stuff at all? Uh, I read something like two days ago, briefly. What was it's it a lot worse than what I thought Genesis when I when I just DCG. saw the headlines. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's actually way because when I when I saw the headlines, like it's dead. But go ahead. Yeah, when I saw the headlines last week, and I thought it was just like a normal Gemini versus um, Genesis like it like the stuff that's been complaining about for, since you know gemini urn went down but it actually is like a lot worse um a lot of it we kind of already knew but we didn't know to what extent but then you have like so you have like dcg you have genesis you have like grayscale you have genesis lending you got all this stuff um all these different legal entities that are supposed to have like arm's length reach away but then when you started to see some like insolvency that they weren't really arm's length away and like some of the people on yeah, Genesis yeah. were writing like were doing uh, writing the tweets for like the other the other companies like uh, CEO and the other company accounts and you could see that it was all kind of like one one big blob and they were writing like um, they were writing like loans that made no economical sense between one entity to the other so that they could be you know so that and they're they're essentially making the books look a lot better than how they were by doing a lot of these off balance sheet transactions. And the last company to get uh, the heat on for that was Enron. And in terms of like total amount of off balance sheet accounting to kind of cook the books a little bit, it's more than Enron. So from like a headline perspective, you could see a lot of the amount, like there's going to be a lot of piling in on this, I think, as as things start to come up and people start to read all the the court case uh, filings that uh there's gonna be a lot of headlines that like you know this is worse than enron this kind of stuff like uh well, i mean the ftx one already was like an, an amount of like capital lost and wasn't luna as well i'm pretty sure just like the luna blow up was more money lost than enron uh well enron you it depends on how you look at it though right because like they were essentially cooking the shareholder value yeah um, and, and so, was, I mean, they were doing the same with Luna, you could say. Yeah, true. It's still crazy to me how UST was integrated absolutely everywhere at that point. Well, dude, because, the, that, that was the PSYOP. You had a trade well, fight engine pushing it. Yeah, yeah. The PSYOP was making TikTok, people... TikTok. The, the biggest PSYOP that ever happened in crypto was making people believe that Luna was like an actual L1 that you could build on and not <laughs> a senior Ponzi. Like, yeah. I have no idea how uh, 
like the majority of like the crypto sphere was psyops into believing that like you it's totally safe and fine to build on uh <laughs> a stable coin experiment like that i had usp on leverage when i broke <laughs> Dude, I got pitched in 2021, three different occasions, I got pitched a Venmo competitor or Cash App competitor that uses blockchain rails that invests customer funds into Luna Ponzi. Three different, three different people coming over from TradeFi, being like, we're, we're, we're starting a fintech app, we're going to compete with Venmo and Cash App and Zelle and all this stuff. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to take all the, you know, we're going to have governance in it. We're going to take all this capital and throw it into Luna Ponzi. And they're like, and, you know, everyone is getting 17% returns. Yeah. And then I'm like, but what happens when it's not 17% returns? And they're just like, like does not compute. And they're like, they can never answer that question to me. I'm like, well, what about when the yields go to zero? Right. Well, what about when? Yields drop between uh, under seventeen percent. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, wh- how are you gonna give? What if people like want to withdraw at a certain amount? Like, how are you gonna get that money back to them? You're taking customer funds and you're investing it for them. Um, and so when I had people a lot of friends cash out of the crypto sphere, you're not gonna have that cash on hand. And they just like they didn't get it. They so at that point, in it. in like early 2021 or 2022, 2022, this is, it, this, I was this is 2021 is when I was getting pitched this. Yeah, so 2022 is the collapse, right? So these guys were starting companies. They had a Wall Street engine behind them, is what I'm saying. They had a Wall Street engine behind them that did not understand seniorage Ponzi's, right? We had already gone through Algo stablecoin Ponzi's for the most part. Yeah. Um, I know that you got burned a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's why why when, (laughs) like, when Luna was first out, like, you know, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I've already had fun with like the most degenerate versions Doom. of this. Uh, Tomb, uh, ESD, DSD. Zai. Uh, yeah, Zai. Fucking, there is ones that were pegged yeah. gold, ones that were pegged, yeah. like, you name I know, it. I made like, a bunch of money and then I sold puts on Luna and fucking <laughs> lost all that money. <laughs> so even at yeah. that point, I knew that the yield's going to run out. And I was just doing it for a few months. I just didn't expect it to collapse so violently so fast. But I guess it was obvious in hindsight. No, the the thing was, like, uh, I don't think to a lot of people it was obvious in hindsight because they they did such a good job marketing it as uh, NL1 that a lot of people didn't understand that it was just another, like, seniorage Ponzi. Yeah, no, I mean, it should have um, been to me. But there was like a TikTok at the time that was extremely popular with like a kid, like a Zoomer explaining how to reverse mortgage your house and put it on Eustera. And Dude. I think I should, I should have probably uh, got out at that the, point. That's the sign, yeah. <laughs> when guys are, remember the XRP guy that mortgage, got a mortgage on his house to, to buy XRP? Yeah, whenever <laughs> the, people the are. The guy that posts from his car? The what? XRP guy? The There's one guy that did it, and then and then XRP went from like fifty cents to three dollars or whatever, and he looked like a genius. Probably didn't sell, but yeah. it's a story as old as time. Yeah, I had a lot of friends building uh, on Luna, and you know, it got burned pretty bad. So it sucks to see. Um, you feel like when I feel like a lot of times when you have this 
like public figurehead that has a lot of uh, attention gravity and kind of sits in a good stature in like the social scene it's easy to get lost in uh this mindset of like we're too big to fail yeah um, it was everywhere so though i didn't i didn't have anything on the actual luna chain i had the usb on abracadabra on mainnet and yeah. it was on avax it was everywhere yeah i mean we were we had we had luna uh uh put put markets on our, yeah. on our platform. and and abracadabra the vault is as as soon as like there was room in it it would fill up instantly so I felt like I was in a privileged yeah. position. The FOMO you were privileged. Is, uh, is real. You're, you were privileged. Hey, it You're made privileged. good money for like three months. And you then were privileged to assist zero. in washing money. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do think that that collapse was uh, an event in which that a lot of money was laundered. Mm-hmm. Because that's the easiest way to launder money is to throw it into a Ponzi like that, let the Ponzi collapse, and then be like, oh, I had all of my capital stuck up in Luna. And then people will be like, oh, well, that went to zero. So yeah. um, you must have you must have not got anything so out of it. Was it ever proven and, that uh, Sam uh, Bankman-Fried did anything about Luna? Like, I don't think talk? he was part of it. I have other ideas on who the group was that did that. Mm-hmm. Talk on it. No, I'm not going to talk on it. It's speculation. Some things are better left unsaid. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's... um For the sake of your business. I think it people. was some of the, the market makers in the space, um, both in TradeFi and in, in crypto, that saw that they could, through a decent amount of capital, they could destabilize the entire thing. And they essentially just made the, the, the top do a little wobbling. Hmm. It's crazy because there were threads that basically explained how that could happen like a few months before. Yeah, yeah. Nobody paid attention. I know. I, I think I think uh, Duquan also probably like you know shat on them in public too. <laughs> it's not hard to uh, to assume he he did. I I have a good amount of videos in the old meme folder of uh, Duquan speaking. Doquan, uh, Danny, um, really anyone? I have a funny video of Sifu too ripping a rig. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. They're still around have, and they're fine, right? Danny and Sifu. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have a lot of good meme material of of those guys from from their their peak. Um. Everyone was wondering where I got this video from. I don't even know where I got it. Um, but it's like, I think him and his, like, uh, condo or something, like, at his, at his kitchen counters, like, ripping a rig. <laughs> but what do you expect? I mean, what do you think you'd be doing? <laughs> what else is going on? Tell me about some. What's going on on chain, uh, Denton? What are some exciting things I should be looking at right now? Uh, not much, to be honest. A couple of shit coins pumped that I was in. Uh, nothing too exciting, actually. There was hay. We didn't talk about that over the last few days, but um, it did a did a fucking Undertaker, where you know first Hayden. If you guys don't know what hay is, Hayden, the founder of Uniswap, had uh, created a token 
not as a meme coin, but to like do testing with a long, long time ago. And he wrote in a thread that he had noticed that over time, like people were, were, you know, buying it here and there, uh, uh, for like the vanity of it. And just recently people started trading it, um, as like an actual meme coin. It was created by the other co-founder of uh, Uniswap. So Hayden burned all of his tokens, which was like... Taxable event. Yeah. 600 and... <laughs> what was it? Well, 65 billion or something? I don't know, dude. But he could have done what Vitalik did and then write it all off his taxes the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was some people that. mentioned uh, about Hay. Like, they mentioned some other token that was deployed, like, early or something and had no liquidity. And then people aped it and added liquidity and the token was called jcd which is like jc denton so people ask me if that was mine <laughs> but no, no that, I, I, the didn't, guy, I didn't the buy other it. founder is the other but JCD. uh but yeah the funny thing is then then the other co-founder uh he dumps a after hayden like burns his bullish everything's like going up he dumps his it wicks to zero and then it it takes off like even harder than it it had prior, prior. I call that the Undertaker. And you <laughs> wicked zero. Yeah, you wicked zero, and then you go, and then you Dalai Lama passed where you were. Yeah, the one I got that pumped like ten x was ETF. And I saw I that it, too. Like early. Saw Colin talking like, about that. No, like late September. I just saw it on the Malady Discord, and it's pumped ten x since then. ETF, SPX, all yeah, the uh, all the finance yeah, tickers, and it's literally just another reflection token. <laughs> just another tax fee token. Yeah. What happened to Core? Do you remember Core? Did they're still building shit? I know I, they I are. So I mean, it's like what happened? That that was one that like that really <clears throat> took off after it, it first went out, and I was kicking myself in the face so hard because they reached out to me asking if I wanted to like for feedback, like, hey, want to take a look at our UI, take a look over our docs, like, give us some feedback on what you think, and I totally like blew it off at first. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not. It's too late in the cycle to be doing like new Ponzi's like this. Um, no, 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 <laughs> and. Uh, and then, like a week later, you know, it it launches and it just like goes nuts. I'm like, God damn it, fucked up. <clears throat> okay, I lied. Core is not building anymore, but all that liquidity is locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they had. I remember yeah, in the peak they had an insane January. amount of liquidity at one point in time. Dude, yeah, I think yeah, because they all it's locked forever. <laughs> 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 but the other one that uh that was uh locked forever yam uh, yam yeah no. but they had like yam a... isn't locked forever no like a like a bug they made they a like... bunch of money we like the yam guys was they were one. uh yam is like you know if you made a quilt of protocols that like laid the foundation of DeFi, yams would would have its own patch did you guess you know the one that's like a it's like a little robot or something with one big eye is the like mascot in the token you know what i'm talking about I think uh, it's just an S. what do you think it is i wanted to say it was like sigma or sigma os or something like that but i couldn't find that 
Mm. Is it new or old? Oh, it's old. It's like from the Yam era. It's from the 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 Tendies era. Main Oh, Tendies. But the the token when they launched it um was like one of the the token you know free token online creators and you know how it says that in the actual smart contract yeah um and they still been building and like it's just like this like teenage kid that just kept on learning crypto and learning how to code and all this stuff and now they're like putting out stuff like legitimate projects and like i saw that they had some um some of the conferences this year they had like speaking arrangements or there are people that are like we're integrating their tech into our, our platform and i'm like i would have never expected this to happen because no. um, so i think there's total even... meme coin some kid created just for fun and people bought it and he just decided like i'm just gonna keep building things i'm gonna keep trying things out in the arena i suddenly uh, finally hit like two three years later yeah the Tomb Fork uh, kid was like 16. People still like him. Like the Tomb. Yeah, yeah. And Nell said y- Yam still has some CRV locked forever. Damn. We yeah, I'm not done sure that. what I was We should have done that thing, DK. <laughs> we should have done that thing when the people asked about the thing. Hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of like zombie projects that are like haven't I haven't really seen them do anything in a while. Like, what's going on with them? Remember, we met the we met the Yam uh, one of the Yam founders. I went yeah. our he came to our, one of our things in New York. That's a cool guy. Yeah, I chat with his uh, brother a bit more, but yeah, I've always liked them. What else we got going on? I feel like there's always something that pops off when we get off the stream. I'm like, oh, shit. Why didn't we talk about this? You know, Uniswap, uh, we can talk about the fees. Uniswap finished the week with just under 250K in fees. That's pretty good. More than I thought. So that's... uh, They would have made something like, I don't know, 30 mil or something uh, if if they would have had it all year or something. something crazy. That that um, just that right now it would be about twelve million a year. Okay, maybe twelve. Which is still, which is still nuts. I mean, it's still like. <laughs> but my one of my buddies tweeted said, in other words, that's point six nine percent of its treasury value. <laughs> FTV um, means he's been going in. He's been going in on their fees lately, my friend Tom. Oh really? Dude, I'm still trying to look for that one token I was telling you about with the eyeball. You're still looking for it? Is that what you said? Yeah. Guys, whatever happened to Faye, dude? They just closed up shop because of algorithmic stablecoins, right? Uh, well... They were kind of... Faye was put in a kind of weird position because from what I heard... Oh, the Rari thing too, right? Yeah, well, that was the biggest thing, right? Like, part of that agreement was that the Rari developers were going to, you know, come over and kind of merge with them as well. And after that happened, they, they like, all left. Um, 
So from my understanding, it left, I think Joey it is, founder from Faye, kind of in a like rough spot because now they had absorbed like another community, like <laughs> technically another product and uh, everyone who was there building that product now, I think except like one guy who, who stayed with them had, had left. Um, Robbie still so yeah, gets that... like 15 grand in volume a day. Cause I still hold those tokens as like a, a memento, but I, I, see, I see I it on my that. notifications that like some people still trade that thing. I don't, I go through cool. these phases where like just holding anything dead disgusts me. And <laughs> I pull, I pull a, you know, Jen Spartan and I'm, I'm selling things for like a hundred and something dollars of USDC. I know that feel. I don't care at all. Like, dude, if it if you're it's giving me more dollars than it costs me in fees. And sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I will pay more just to get rid of like whatever is in my wallet. Like grand FTs and stuff. I will accept dude, I'll accept a six dollar bid and pay eight dollars in gas, you know, just to get it out of my wallet. I, like dude, there's I, a Yearn has a tool for this where you can move all, all of your tokens in your wallet out of your wallet. Looking at yeah. dead NFTs from twenty one to makes me sick the problem the problem is you know what the problem with that is that some of them have like those like uh they have like the approval or like signature fucking uh hacks because they're they're like nfts in your wallet so it's like okay you you approve to move all these tokens in your wallet and then like your what your wallet gets exploited from approving the contract for that token that's really a rug i think it all i think well good point i don't know how it works i don't know if that that saves you or not but i would assume it moves everything into a new token where there's no approvals and then you can move the tokens that have value into wherever <laughs> but I, I don't know how it actually works i think it's mostly used for like multi-sigs to move all yeah. the assets from a multi-sig to another multi-sig because that's a fucking pain in the ass yeah i would love it for once i'm done selling all the things i want to sell like just sending everything else to sinners uh dot eth mm-hmm. <laughs> i do that sometimes too like if when i when i remember if there's like something that doesn't have bids and i just want to get rid of it or i'm like why is this in my wallet i just send it to a zns <clears throat> sinners dot eth is the the nft graveyard there's like so much shit in that wallet because <laughs> he's told <laughs> so many people to just like oh you don't want that just send it here absolute graveyard all right boys yeah go ahead i think it's time to close it up there's not much going on we got there's so much going on i mean there is a lot going on in the market and we should probably be uh paying attention to the market and not uh rambling on yeah i got a lot of shit to do today um so it's been fun it's been talking to you all after the weekend we'll see you back tomorrow e-boys e-girls thanks for joining us later bye Mm -hmm. bye bye